Hi everybody, and welcome back if you're watching on YouTube. I have a new mascot. This is Rosie. She's really good at sitting on my computer and sending Slack messages that are just gibberish and make it look like maybe I'm banging my head on the keyboard and my coworkers are like, what? I'm sorry, What? do you need something? I'm like, I don't, but clearly Rosie does. Anyway, so I, I got a cat. You're all caught up. Today I wanna to talk about the number one thing you can do to drive engagement today, if you want to. Even if it's Saturday, you could get this together. It doesn't matter your company size, doesn't matter what industry you're in, it doesn't matter if you have a lot of budget or not. This activity is the number one thing you can do to drive engagement, and it works. So, Christy, how could you possibly promise something so amazing across literally every company? I thought you said everything is unique to every company. I thought you said solving for engagement is really hard. Yeah, I do say that, and that's true. But what I'm about to say is what every company has to do if they have any chance of moving into that direction. Pretty simple. You know I'm not going to suggest to go throw a party or send a bunch of Grubhub gift cards because remember, those are like the sprinkles on a cake. Your employees don't need that to be happy. It's a nice to have, not a need to have. You can't put a bunch of sprinkles on a plate and say, hey, look, everybody, it's a cake. Aren't you happy? Because they'll be like, this is not a cake. Your cake is your employee experience. That is the hard, tricky part, the nuanced, messy, everyday stuff that causes your employees to be engaged or not. Engagement is a spectrum. And if you're listening and you're not watching me on YouTube, let's picture it like this. Employee experience and employee engagement are different. Fixing and optimizing and working on your employee experience, the daily interactions, what it's like to get the work done at your company across managers, across teams, that is the work that needs to be done in order to have an engaged workforce. Engagement is the output. It's the thing you get. It's not the thing you go work on. You don't work on engagement. So let's just make sure we're saying the right stuff. Optimize and work on your employee experience so that you can have an engaged workforce. Got it? The number one thing you can be doing to drive engagement right now is just go send a survey and ask one simple question. What gets in the way of getting your work done? You're going to get a variety of answers. I suggest you do this as a free form text fill. You don't want to prescribe that someone's having an issue with a manager if they're not. So let just make it an open response. Say, what gets in the way of getting your work done? Tell them that nobody's in trouble. You're just trying to make sure that you are optimizing the employee experience because your job is to be an advocate for them. And that this is how, when they take this survey, this is how you're able to do your job. Just by sending this survey, you are doing several things. You're showing your employees that you value their feedback and what they have to say about what it's like to work at this company. You are getting the data to go talk to your CEO or founder or president or whoever might be like, everything's fine. Don't send surveys. You should be allowed to just send a survey. That's your job. If your boss is gatekeeping your ability to send surveys, I have another podcast episode about that called Your CEO Can't Gatekeep Surveys. That's like telling the sales and marketing team that they can't sell, but expecting them to drive revenue. You need to send surveys. And if you haven't been, it's okay. This is a really simple, easy way to get started and just get some data. Next week's episode is going to be a more technical episode about the different survey formats and the questions that you can ask and best practices. This survey will get some positive momentum going. And you know what? You're not expecting glowing results. You are hoping for the negative feedback. Don't run away from the negative feedback. I feel like that's part of the reason why people don't want to send surveys. 
because they're like afraid of what they're going to find out. But if you flip your narrative, remember these negative feedback answers are actually your answers to the engagement test. It's almost like your employees are saying, hey, we're going to tell you what we think. You go find the patterns. And if you fix these things, we're going to be more engaged. So think of it like the answers to the test. You are expecting the negative feedback. In fact, when you get the negative feedback, you want to go, yes, my employees are talking to me. A lot of companies deal with employees that paint a false rosy picture. And then they think we're good. Everyone's engaged. But guess what? They're lying. And then they quit. And you are stuck answering to your CEO. And they're like, I thought you said everyone was engaged. And you're like, they, they are. I thought they were. No, you should never have glowing, perfect results. There's no such thing. Every company has something to work on. So just start today by creating this feedback loop. It's not a party. It's not career mapping. It's not celebrating hat day, cat day, or, or all the fun culture things that it is. Those are the sprinkles on a cake. You need to go bake your cake. Sending this survey is like getting out your pots and pans. It's gonna be messy. It's messy to bake a cake. There's gonna be some flour on the counter. There's gonna be some spilled batter and there's gonna be a ton of dishes to wash. But if you keep going, at the end, you're gonna have this delicious cake. And then sure, you can frost it and put sprinkles on it if you want, but really your employees are starving for that cake and you are beginning the process by sending this really simple survey. So the number one way to drive engagement is to just send a survey. Next week's episode is going to tell you a lot more about the different types of survey formats, when to use them, and cadence, because that's like part two of tactics, okay? But you have to get good at surveys. Good meaning you're comfortable with them. You're going to understand next week's episode and understand the formats available and the questions you can ask. And the last part of being good at surveys means you know how to work on things in order and you don't just work on everything employees say, because just because one person says something doesn't necessarily mean it's a systemic issue. So I'll teach you more next week about how to make sure that you don't get overwhelmed by data, but this is a really good place to start. A really good way to build trust back with your employees, get you some data so that you have confidence that you're starting to get an idea of what's causing your disengagement, and then have something to show your leader and say, these are the patterns I'm finding, and this is what I'm going to go work on first. So surveys set you free. They're the answers to the test. And I will help make sure that you feel confident and good at all the different ways to use them to your advantage so that you're not laying awake at night wondering what's causing your disengagement. Check out Pingborn when you get a chance. That's the company that brings you the show, the company that I work for. Pingborn is an employee experience platform that helps you automate all the little moments of the employee experience in a way that you don't have to keep up with anymore because it's unrealistic. You don't have enough time to give everyone the exact same onboarding experience to remember to send clothes and what questions to ask in your surveys to make sure managers are having one-on-ones with their employees to build trust, to be giving peer recognition and keeping track of who's doing great work and celebrating it in your all hands. And even just as simple as having an org chart that's always up to date, no matter if someone leaves Or if a new person joins, your org chart's always up to date. Everyone needs that. So check out pingboard.com. I used it as an employee before I worked here. I'm lucky that I then got to work at Pingboard. And now I will, for the rest of my HR career, be singing Pingboard's praises because I know it works. I used it as an employee. And uh, it's a really delightful tool that your employees will love. And it saves your sanity. So go check it out. If you're not in my... Um, LinkedIn group, Engagement Academy, you got to get in there. I'll put it in the show notes. 
It's a private group that I will let you into, but that's where we're having a lot of these other discussions about engagement at, at different companies and tactics that are working. And there's lots of different mentors in there, like Christy Williams and Dan Van Rossum and um, a bunch of chief people officers and VP head of people. All your all your fellow comrades in arms are uh, over there talking about how we can do better and how we can support each other. So get into my group and I will see you in there. Anything else to add, Rosie? That was me. That was not the cat. My meows are getting pretty good. Okay. I will see you guys next time. Bye.